everyone. Welcome back to the Fantasy Football Addicts podcast. My name is Mung, and of course, you can find me on Twitter at FFA underscore Mung. That's M-E-N-G. Addicts, welcome to another exciting edition of the podcast. It's Los at FFA underscore L-O-S, Los. Hopefully, everybody enjoyed their first round by or coasted through the first round of the playoffs welcome to week two of the playoffs it's win and get in you win here you're in the title game in most league setups of course there's many exotic leagues out there but uh most most often you win here and and things are looking pretty rosy yeah and you might have gotten to the semifinals with some unheralded players right we had some mm-hmm. big big games from zay jones Jared McKinnon, tyler algier so some of these names that maybe you were desperate enough to start actually did come through for you and that's why we always say just make it to the fantasy playoffs and then anything can happen from there especially those those that running back two slot that's usually the spot where where we can find a little bit of success using some exotic names or maybe a uh, a wide receiver to fit into your flex that can have a boom week um just listen uh, listen up we've got some exciting stuff for you Yeah, and we always say we have to look at the current week matchups, right? Because I remember we talked about DJ Chark. That's someone we discussed last week who had a huge game um, against Minnesota two weeks prior, and then we knew that he wasn't going to be quite as good outdoors, excuse me, against a tough Jets secondary. And so really these matchups matter so much in every single round of the fantasy playoffs, and that's what we're here to help guide you through. And uh, that's what we're going to talk about tonight. We are recording a bit earlier on Tuesday night uh, due to the holidays. And we are going to start with a Thursday night football game, the Jacksonville Jaguars at the New York Jets. And Travis Etienne has an ankle injury, is questionable, but it does sound like he's expected to play as of right now. And I know that we just talked about Zay Jones being a league winner this past week, but I would temper expectations much like we did for DJ Chark last week against this Jets defense, which has been excellent. You're you're absolutely right. I, I think that I think I'm three for three weeks in a row picking Zay uh, Christian Kirk over Zay Jones and being, I guess, wrong each of those times. Though Christian Kirk, 15 points this past week, certainly not shabby, but not that gigantic day that Zay Jones uh, gave people that likely uh, sent uh, sent them into the next round of the playoffs for him. Uh, Travis Etienne had a tough matchup against the Cowboys. Made it into a reasonable day, 100 yards on the ground, uh, only long of 16 yards, so that wasn't reliant on some sort of big 40, 50-yard play. The Jets are a tough matchup again, though, um, so really keep an eye on that ankle injury and weigh your options out. Yeah, again, you know, Travis Etienne, not to go back too much to last week, but another player we talked about, right, had a couple of down games, but the way you attacked Dallas was certainly, uh, you know, their run defense is vulnerable. And I do think both Zay Jones and ETN are still flex worthy here. ETN, even with the tough matchup, getting a ton of red zone work. So um, again, not the best matchup, but still better options. Um, these guys are better options than a lot of the other waiver options this week. Definitely. On the jet side, it sounds like Mike white is still very much questionable with the fractured ribs. It sounds like it's going to be, another Zach Wilson week. So unfortunately, you know, phenomenal matchup, but how much do we trust this passing offense with Zach Wilson in their center? And I do think Garrett Wilson's still startable. And I actually would go back to Zonovan Knight because this is a good matchup for him on the ground. Even though he'd struggled to do anything against the tough Lions run defense last week, he still got a ton of work. Yeah, Garrett Wilson still managed to have a decent day despite Zach Wilson, so he's probably okay to keep going out there. Um, Elijah Moore didn't have that big day, but did still see seven targets. So overall, Zach Wilson did depress the offense here, did depress that Detroit game, not quite as much as I think we all thought he was going to. So if you're in a bind, I I think you could still go with Elijah Moore. If it wasn't for those two touchdowns to to CJ Zoma, I I think things could have looked a lot different. Yeah, certainly prefer Wilson much over Moore. Um, I would personally rank them if we had to of these teams, Garrett Wilson, then Zay Jones. Um, than Elijah Moore. Yeah, and Christian Kirk fourth? I think it's it's Garrett Wilson, Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, Elijah Moore. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. He's he's bound to hit at some point, right? Oh, at some point. We'll see. Um, 
honestly, just with how much Zach Wilson struggled, it, the Jags are hot, and maybe I'm getting sucked in a little bit. Uh, this could certainly go either way, but I'm actually going to go with Jacksonville on the road. Actually, you know what? I immediately regret it just sounds terrible saying it, um, especially with their left tackle hurt. Uh, I, I think I still got to go with the Jets. I, I can't do it. I can't yeah, do it. I, I, I'm leaning the Jets at home here. Um, the Jacksonville is just that type of team that, that falls apart, and I, I'm not willing to, to wager my season on this, considering we are back square at even, right? Uh, we are. You picked up a game on me. I Ooh. believe it was Cleveland versus you Baltimore. Um, yep. So, yeah, we're, we're – dead even uh, heading into the final two weeks of the season here so certainly we'll see what happens I, I think there could be quite a few disagreements this week um, because there are some tough games which means it's going to be a good week of football yeah. uh, starting with a ton of saturday games so mm-hmm. you know make sure before you head to your friend's house family house your mom's house wherever you're going make sure you set those lineups early on saturday because the first games kick off at Saturday, noon Central, 1 p.m. Eastern, starting with the Buffalo Bills at the Chicago Bears. And I don't know that there's a whole lot to talk about here um, other than you're starting your Bills. I'm worried about the weather in Chicago, man. Um, it, it, we've seen that Buffalo can get through it, but this is, well, it seems like the storms are supposed to subside by mid-Friday, so likely won't be any during game weather, but Chicago at this time of year just gets so windy, gets so gross. I, I agree with you. Start your bills. You're certainly not stopping uh, stopping with Josh Allen or, or Stefan Diggs, but you know, just, just temper expectations that, that you're not going to have to do too, too much against Chicago. Yeah, it, it is supposed to be very cold. I believe around negative 10 degrees, but as yeah. of right now, the forecast is not calling for any snow or wind or at least not much of it. So again, Weather isn't uh, too big of a concern, uh, certainly not as much as we were concerned about last week with the supposed blizzard that didn't end up really uh, affecting the game a whole, whole lot in you know, Buffalo. It's always windier in the stadium, though, just the way that Soldier Field has that vortex. So we never talk about kickers, but I might, I might be worried about Tyler Bass here. I don't know. I think maybe I'm overthinking this. Yeah, I mean, I think in general you want the dome kickers this late in the season, um, yeah. especially with the cold weather too. You just can't attempt as many longer field goals, right? So they're probably right. going to be going for it if they're on, say, the thirty-five yard line, something like and that. Where it's otherwise, and they'll get it against Chicago. <laughs> yeah, whereas otherwise <laughs> they might consider a bass field goal, right? So yeah, definitely something to uh, consider here on the bear side. Khalil Herbert should be back from that mm-hmm. hip injury. Um, probably not playing him in fantasy uh, without knowing if he's you know gonna slowly ramp back up to a bigger workload but it definitely detracts further from david montgomery as a flex right. play even after a very nice showing uh, against the eagles last week but with herbert back and a, a tough matchup too against the bills um it, it's just <sighs> montgomery is what a back-end flex would you say yep yeah exactly that with uh, plus justin fields being the best running back on the team it, it makes it very difficult to with those three factors to, yeah, to really want to jump in on Montgomery this week. I still like Montgomery enough where I would play him over wide receivers like, you know, Zay Jones, Elijah Moore, sure. guys like that. Um, but yeah, certainly tempering expectations, uh, still playing fields with that rushing potential. Big we time. saw, you know, we talked about last week, right? It just didn't matter even against the good Eagles defense. Um, maybe He's the Bills limit him more, but just the floor and upside from that running ability. And he himself said that he wants to break Lamar Jackson's single season rushing record. So we know that he's not looking to slide out there, uh, even though he probably should at some points, but um, we know he's going for it. And as long as he's, he has that mindset, you're starting fields and fantasy. But all that being said, we've got Josh Allen on the other side, who's plenty mobile yep. as well. And we're going to take the bills here. Yeah, might, might have uh, the top two quarterbacks coming out of just this game noon on Saturday for the week. Uh, give me Buffalo. That would not shock me at all. Um, moving on to a less exciting uh, matchup here. The New Orleans Saints at the Cleveland Browns. I, I mean, I guess you're still starting Camara, especially against the Browns, but he's not more than a what high-end flex at this point. 
Yeah, back end too, high end flex. Yeah, if you if you have somebody with bigger upside that you can get out there, maybe think of them over Camara. But if you've been leaning on them all year, you know I always say, uh, you know, dance with the gale that you brought, or however that saying goes. Yeah, it's just so tough because you know Taysom Hill's stealing carries, um, yeah. and then they're just not throwing to him a whole lot. Uh, yeah. You know, he, he'll probably get close to a hundred yards on the ground, maybe more. But will he get a touchdown and will he get receptions? Is the big question. Yeah, it's it's hard for me to dip him past the late running back two spot, though, regardless. Sure. Um, on the other side, plenty of questions about Nick Chubb as well. You know, a lot of similar questions, right? Again, you know we what? Could Before see... we get over there, sure. I, you're probably not gonna. You're probably not expecting to hear this from me, but I'm worried about Chris Olave. It looks like his snaps are down. Raheem Shahid is really coming on in a big way, and this offense just—I mean—it stinks. So when he's not getting the big chunks of the passing offense, I, it makes me worry here. Yeah. Uh, so apparently, he was playing through a hamstring injury last week, and mm-hmm. that's why you know his snaps were down. Um, so it's worth noting that Olave did not practice on Tuesday, but as of right now, um, this isn't too worrisome just yet, but hopefully he gets some practice in later this week. Again, we're recording this on Tuesday night, so we don't have, um, the full injury and practice info for the week, but definitely Olave, I think is, is a riskier option, still a fine matchup, but he's probably in that flex, uh, range where again, if we're going with players that, we already mentioned I would still play a lot of over guys like Zay Jones, um, guys like uh, Isaiah McKenzie, you know, in the Buffalo game, um, certainly over all the bears receivers. Yes, definitely. Um, I think Zay is closer than that though. I, I think that, I think that's the grouping though. Zay, Kirk, Olave, Wilson. Yeah. It's the um, weather in Cleveland's not great either. So that, yeah. that certainly doesn't help it. Um, we know that Andy Dalton isn't exactly a high flying, you know, um, <laughs> not going to yeah. pull the trigger on those you know. Mahomes type bombs downfield. You no, know, he's certainly not. Yeah, uh, sorry but, to dwell on him. He's just a key cog in my championship run, and I don't know what the heck to do about him now. Yeah, it's <laughs> definitely, definitely uh, a lot of tough decisions to be made this week, uh, including you know Nick Chubb on the other side. Right yeah. again, yeah. we expect him to get to <sighs> close to 100 yards, but the touchdown will there, will that be there? And two, he he's not really used a whole lot as a receiver to begin with. And now even more worrisome, he didn't practice on Tuesday with a foot injury, you know, nothing major, but certainly a few players are hundred percent this at this point in the season. It's just a little worrisome. Again, he's in that oh, high end flex back in RB two range, but, you know, both Kamara and Chubb really need a touchdown to make their yeah. fantasy uh, GMs happy here because these offenses have regressed with Deshaun Watson and then with, you know, the whole Taysom Hill usage in alongside Andy Dalton. It, it, there's just not much to go around to the running backs on either of these teams. It's ugly. It's an ugly game. It's, uh, it's yeah, I, I don't like it. I don't like that uh, both Olave and Chubb are uh, likely in my roster this week. <laughs> Yeah, we'll see. And uh, certainly, uh, I'm sure people are plenty nervous about Amari Cooper as well, but I still think he has a a pretty fair matchup here. I would still be starting Cooper in that back-end wide receiver two range. He's at home if you believe in that narrative, and Watson is targeting him. That as well. Certainly uh, getting plenty of targets with Sean Watson. I believe six was his lowest of the year so far last week with Watson. Um, So certainly a solid floor for Cooper. This one's tough, uh, and for a team that's used to playing in a dome, traveling to you know a zero-degree game on the road, I'm going to leave Cleveland here. I'm going to leave Cleveland uh, at home here. Uh, New Orleans is just a little bit more disarray than Cleveland, and Sean Watson has to start remembering how to play football. We'll see. Uh, certainly, uh, you know he's still shaking the rust off, but they of did course. get the win over Baltimore, mostly due to defense. Uh, And I actually do like the Browns defense as a streamer here as well. Good call. Moving on to the Houston Texans at the Tennessee Titans. Brandon Cooks with a calf injury, uh, (laughs) limited, I think, today. So we'll see if he actually is able to come back. Nico Collins, similar questions with a foot injury. And if they're both out again, you know, Chris Moore continues to be a flex-worthy option in PPR formats. Yeah, it didn't light light up anybody's fire really last week, but um, with Cooks hobbled again, it, it becomes another decent option. 
Yeah, and for all our discussions about Rex Burkhead, it was uh, Royce Freeman who got the bulk of the work um, both on the ground and through the air. Didn't amount to much in fantasy, of course. Right, right. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't think you're starting any of the Texans running backs this week. Yeah, I'm avoiding that backfield completely, for sure. Especially against a, a strong Titans run defense. Yep. I'm just not seeing a whole lot here. Um, yep. Either way, you if you really... If you manage to add any of them, over the last week, I would I would drop him out there and just leave him as landmines. Maybe uh, maybe your opponent will pick him up and start him. Yeah, and I was going to say, um, Jeff Driscoll didn't really come through for no, those who didn't. rolled the dice on him. Uh, but at the same time, you know, could be worse, right? He's still probably got similar to uh, any non-top-10 tight end production. Um, well, I, I think he got two points or sub-two points, so I, yeah. Yeah, but worth noting, he did get four carries. So if he could have broken one of them, uh, certainly true. the upside is still there. You'd have to be pretty desperate at tight end to play Jordan Akins, but he did get yeah. a touchdown last week. Uh, and certainly we saw Evan Ingram torch this Titans secondary just a few games ago. So some upside there in deeper leagues for Akins. On the other side here, a lot of questions about Ryan Tannehill, who came mm-hmm. back into that Chargers game with a high ankle sprain. Um, he is questionable as of right now. He was able to finish that game against the Chargers, but it's important to remember that with injuries like this, uh, sometimes there is swelling post-game, and sometimes it can get worse over time after the initial injury when the adrenaline kind of goes away. So definitely something to monitor here. Traylon Burke still not practicing, still in the concussion protocol. A little worrisome for him. This is now, I believe, uh, his third week. Um, yep. So just, we'll see. Uh, He may get some practice in this week. If he does play, I think he's an okay flex option, but uh, really not a whole lot to be excited about here outside of Derrick Henry on the Titans side. Yeah, if uh, if Burks doesn't play, you can uh, run Chickasongo out there if Tannehill's uh, the quarterback. Which I, I do think by then they'll they'll have him tuned up. They'll get him you know cortisone shot, get him ready for the game. Um, so I, I think that's a fairly safe play. Um, but if Burks is back in, then I would play neither. Yep. And uh, Houston taking the Chiefs into overtime. <laughs> uh, man, they, they, something about these Lovey Smith teams—they just hang in there. Um, but at the end of the day, they've lost to Dallas. They've lost to Kansas City, even at home. And now on the road, uh, I'm going to go with the Titans. Game of the Titans. All right, moving on to the Seattle Seahawks at the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, mm-hmm. Tyler Lockett with a broken bone in his hand. Yeah. Uh, he is likely out this week, but could be back as soon as next week. So don't drop him uh, on those playoff teams. Um, this apparently is a very minor injury. That can be easily fixed. But in the meantime, I certainly expect a lot of targets for DK Metcalf. And I do think Marquise Goodwin is in play, especially if this turns into a high-scoring game here because he steps into that number two role now. Kansas City has those outside corner rookies. Um, They're beatable deep. They're beatable short. And Marquise Goodwin is extremely fast. Yeah, and 48 and a half total points projected in this matchup, which I believe is the second highest of the week. Um, behind wow. only the Packers and the Dolphins. So certainly expect a mm. lot of offense on both sides here. So I, I like Lockett. I like Goodwin. We'll have to see about Kenneth Walker, though. That's definitely Damn. something uh, worth monitoring. He came back um, from the ankle injury to play against the Niners on Thursday night. But then, you know, maybe they came back too soon. There, there's always that question, right? Um, apparently, he hasn't. he did not practice on Tuesday. So we will see. Uh, the good thing is with these Saturday games, at least we'll know early on. Right. Um, yep. On the other side here, Patrick Holmes, of course, you're starting. Um, I think Jarek McKinnon's a must-start RB2 at this point. Definitely. There's no question. I mean, starting him over Kamara. Yep. I'd start him over Chubb. If we're talking about people we've talked about. Oh, it's so tough. But, yeah, I mean... Yeah, he's just being – he's involved so much as a receiver. Of course, we always talk PPR formats. So, that, you know, that just right. boosts the floor and ceiling where even without a touchdown, he's probably scoring similar to Kamara and Chubb, right, at, at a I mean, floor that, scenario. 
this is what we've been chasing every time the, the Chiefs try to get a running back. Why would we shy away when we have somebody who has had back-to-back running back one week? Looks amazing out there. Um, Derek McKinnon, a lot, of, a lot of problems in his career have been early injuries back when he was with San Francisco, back when he was with uh, Minnesota. He's healthy now. He's playing really well. He's, he's uh, I think he's on fire by, uh, by NBA Jam rules, right? Yeah, and at the same time, I will say, you know, obviously those who had Pacheco are a little disappointed that McKinnon's been blowing up, but Pacheco hasn't been too shabby. You know, 70 to 80 yards on the ground every single week, a decent shot at a touchdown every single week in that offense. So, again, he's still a very solid flex option with a lot of upside against the Seahawks defense that's regressed since the early part of the season. It's a great matchup for Casey. Yeah, and obviously you're starting Kelsey, and I do think Juju seems to be the most reliable receiver here as, as a wide receiver three PPR. Huh. See, I've I've won you over. For now, we'll see. Uh, I'm not I'm not sold long term, but at, for at the very least for well, the time. There's only two being, more weeks uh, in the long term. term. Oh, I was looking more at a dynasty standpoint. Oh no, yeah. sell them now. Yeah, if you've got the chance, sell them off. All right, so, uh, Kansas City. Yes, sir. All right. Chiefs. Let's move on to the New York Giants then at the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, Saquon Barkley should be a fine start. I think both Slayton and Richie James uh, are in the mix in that wide receiver for a little boom bust, but certainly a great matchup against a Minnesota secondary that can't seem to stop anybody. You just saw a big, big time production against Minnesota. I, I think we could see some of the same thing against the Giants. And I don't think I heard you call his name, but I think Daniel Jones is an excellent stream play here. Yes, I, I like Daniel Jones a lot. Uh, in fact, he might be in my top 12 uh, quarterbacks this week, considering some of the matchups that we're seeing for the other teams. I think he gets close to it, that's for sure. Yeah, you know what? Let's do a quick yeah, would you rather. I think yep. it's worth talking about. Um, you know, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Justin mm-hmm. Fields, right. Justin Herbert. Uh, it, we'll get to Baltimore, but right now, Lamar Jackson is still very iffy. If he plays, I'll have him ranked over Daniel Jones uh, against sure. Atlanta, um, but that's in question. Uh, Joe Burrow, and then mm-hmm. here's where it gets dicey, right? We're at six right now. Uh, Dak Prescott uh, against the tough Eagles defense. Yeah, I stay with Dak there. Call me crazy. I might take Jones over Dak. Um, yeah, it's, it's he, not crazy. He it's had a great crazy. game against the Jaguars, but prior to that, they just really want to run, and we know that this Eagles secondary is tough to throw on, mm-hmm. and we could see just a lot of Pollard and Zeke in a, in a game where they're at home and this is a, a big divisional rivalry. Yeah, I don't hate it, but even if we see a lot of Pollard and Zeke, we could easily see Dak run one, in, run one in or throw two in short to Dalton Schultz. I, I just think he's too explosive to avoid. Yeah, I mean, and the thing is, we haven't seen Dak run a whole lot, right? Whereas no, we've seen true. Daniel Jones run a ton this year. Um, that's it. Yep, you're right. So, yeah, I mean, I think I'm leaning Jones, but certainly the floor play, the safer play is Dak Prescott. So, again, you know, what we talked about last week, right, especially in the fantasy playoffs, really depends on whether you need the floor or the ceiling based true. on, you know, the opponent that whether, you know, you're a six seed now facing a two seed, something yeah. like that, where you're, you know, we don't always trust the projections on whatever platform we're playing, but certainly they know something if you're down 40 uh, to in the projected points, right? Got that right. Um, okay, so that's questionable. Uh, Tua uh, against Green Bay. I think I still lean Tua with his weapons. Um, yeah, but, it's but still Tua It's very me. close, yeah. Um, especially at home in yeah. a warmer weather um, not, you know, in a, in these cold conditions, which mm. we have five or six games that are sub-zero temperatures. And even um, despite that, he, he found a way to connect on that nice path with uh, Jalen Waddle, who turned on the burners. Yes. Yeah, and uh, certainly taking Kirk Cousins on the other side over Daniel Jones. Uh, mm-hmm. Can't bench Cousins right now, just on not a hot right streak now. with Justin Jefferson, right? Yep. 400 yep. passing yards in each of the last two games. I think close to uh, averaging over 450 over the last two. Um, That's my man. Aaron Rodgers at the Dolphins. Yeah, I think I would lean Daniel Jones here. I don't think it's crazy with 
Watson, Dubs, and Lazard all healthy to go with Rodgers. But at the same time, it could be, again, a lot of Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, right? We know they're not... We're not, they're not in Lambeau with the cold. So not like Monday night where they just pounded it a ton on the ground, ran in. I think it was, I think the running backs combined for three or four touchdowns, right? Yep. Um, yep. I think I'd lean Jones, but it's not crazy to me with the over under in that game. Right. Um, so I, I think that's worth talking about. Um, I like Geno Smith a lot uh, at Kansas city. Uh, I would start him over all but the top five or six quarterbacks, I think. Yeah, he, he's got that great Kansas City matchup. Um, don't don't disagree with you there. Um, Jared Goff at Carolina. That one's iffy. I think I lean Jones. Yep, Daniel Jones. Yep. And uh, I'll go with Tom Brady though uh, at Arizona mm. over Daniel wow. Jones. Um, well, you know, four turnovers just completely fell apart in the second half after leading the Bengals in the first half of that game last week. Mm -hmm. Uh, but Arizona, a lot of injuries on defense down one of their top pass rushers on the D line too this week. Um, and again, right. If they weren't shooting themselves in the foot that, that second half last week, that offense was almost the best it's looked all year in the first half, right? A ton of play action passes. We actually saw Brady, uh, target Evans downfield, go deeper. Um, and then those short touchdowns to Russell Gage, I'm leaning Brady over Daniel Jones. I guess looking at it, there's a lot of really good matchups for these quarterbacks because Tom Brady, if there's something he can do, he can still own terrible defenses, and that's what he has this week. Yeah, so I think Daniel Jones right around that 12 spot. Uh, like 12, 13. Um, and I, would I think the only one we him... didn't mention was Trevor Lawrence, who, might, who, who I think people could argue above him the way he's playing right now. He's playing great. I'll give credit where credit's due, but the Jets' defense um, yeah. on the road is is a whole different story. I'm yeah. still fading Lawrence, especially on a short week, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, that's that's enough about Daniel Jones. Yeah. Let's talk about uh, the Minnesota side here. Um, you know, Cousins, Cook, Jefferson, you're starting those guys. KJ Osborne's interesting. Yeah. Or would you rank him among some of those wide receiver four options we discussed, right? Like Elijah Moore and uh, uh, we didn't really talk about Donovan Peoples-Jones, but he's another boom-bust wide receiver four. Where where does K.J. Osborne rank for you this week uh, among the guys like that? Or Marquise Goodwin, even, from the last game we talked about. Yeah. I think he slots behind those guys. I I think I would... Kirk just has such a good connection with Jefferson. I think I'd even even rather have like um, DPJ. Like, I, I think I think he's firmly behind basically all of them. I think I'd rather have Thielen this week. Um, I don't know that I trust Thielen much either, but yeah, I I would not buy into that KJ Osborne blow up game last week. Yeah. Mostly because we do have to remember, right? Even though they won that game, they were down 33 points to nothing at halftime. Um, so they threw the ball here. Yeah. a ton. And so, you know, obviously we've seen the upsides there with Osborne, but yeah, it's still yeah. very much a, a boom bust wide receiver four. And I agree he's that like, I would have him lower than all those guys that you said. Yeah, he's like closest to Elijah Moore, but I think I would still lean Elijah Moore. Yeah, uh, assuming Corey Davis is out again with the right, the, uh, yeah, concussion. yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. If Davis is back, uh, I would not play more. I, I wouldn't trust him. No. He'll be, he'll be part of the game plan if he's in. Yeah. Um, look, Minnesota looked terrible for an entire half, and then they brought it back, and uh, it's did. just tough to bet, bet against them right now. Right? I, I got to go with Minnesota here. You like that? Give me Minnesota. <laughs> I I certainly do. All right, the next game up here is going to be the Cincinnati Bengals at the New England Patriots. And uh, Joe, Joey B, looking good. Uh, that comeback victory against the Bucks on the road here. Uh, I think he should be a fine start against this Patriots defense, uh, against the Patriots team in general. Uh, that seems to be very much in disarray. Yeah, this running back room's in disarray too, though. I don't know what I'm doing with Joe Mixon against the Patriots here. Yeah, that's a tough one. Uh, Mixon losing some work to P. Ryan. Did get more involved as a receiver, but you know they were down for quite a bit, and it is a tough run defense. It's hard. He's in that. He's just a flex player right now. You know, behind right. Kamara and Chubbs, even definitely. Chubb, yeah, definitely me. have him there. Um, 
Yeah, and you know, New England, not an easy matchup on the ground. Certainly, uh, Josh Jacobs got close to 100 yards, as did James Conner the week before. But uh, this Cincinnati offensive line hasn't seemed to be very good at run blocking, and Joe Mixon hasn't been very efficient at breaking tackles uh, ever since that huge blow-up game, right? It's like he concentrated all his fantasy production into that one 50-point week, and since then, uh, it's been a bit of a struggle. Just terrible. On the other side of the offense, though, I think it is all systems go for the uh, two big-name wide receivers, uh, Jamar Chase and T Higgins, uh, even if Belichick tries to, uh, you know, bracket off, um, bracket off Jamar Chase should lead to a big time day for T Higgins. And he's not going to not adjust the defense to, uh, account for that. So I, I think they're both fine here. Yeah, and on the Patriots side, we'll see about Damian Harris. Uh, he was limited in practice on Tuesday with that thigh injury and, you know, still very questionable. Uh, we haven't really seen him in a few games now. And uh, if he's out again, uh, certainly like Ramondre Stevenson again. And Kevin Harris becomes a little interesting, right? Because we know uh, that you can still run on this Bengals defense. But again, Stevenson's the main guy here. Jacoby Myers uh, is somehow still on the team. Uh, don't know how, that's, how, how that is, though. Yeah, I mean, I think he's a fine flex start in PPR formats, right? Still going to get uh, get yeah, the target a better share. Bill Belichick, a, belt, a Bill Belichick who is still a winner would have cut him immediately after that game. <laughs> yeah, uh, certainly uh, that that one's going to be talked about for a long time here. Um, but you know, from a fantasy perspective, uh, if he hadn't, uh, I guess technically it's losing a fumble, right? Yeah, um, he would have had an okay day in PPR, but you know, just a wide receiver for right now with again, Matt Patricia, just seemingly torpedoing this entire offense. Uh, Mac Jones yeah. certainly hasn't looked happy in a long time. Uh, anytime <laughs> the cameras pan to him and uh, it's tough to bet against the Bengals right now. Yeah. I'm going to uh, stick with the Bengals as well. Yep. Uh, moving on to the Detroit lions at the Carolina Panthers. Uh, certainly you're starting your normal guys here. And we talked about golf a little bit earlier. He's a fine, uh, probably mid range QB two, I would say. I agree with you there. Um, not jumping in on the rookie Jameson Williams or anything. Uh, I think this ball is going to get spread around a little bit more. Uh, I mean, it's Amon Ross, a Brown and uh, Deandre Swift taking another mini step forward for me here. Yeah, and on the other side, uh, I don't know that you can start Hubbard or Foreman uh, splitting, uh, splitting the work here, especially against the Lions defense that's gotten very tough uh, to run on over the last few games. Uh, really, it's just DJ Moore here. I think DJ Moore has a ton of upside. Uh, floor is still a little scary just because we don't know what Darnold, even though last week was uh, optimistic. You know, Certainly a good showing there, but uh, Moore, I, I think a solid wide receiver three in PPR. Yeah, I, I, I doubt that you're here in the playoffs if you were leaning on him to get you there. Uh, so you probably have better options, but I, I think he's fine. Yeah, and look, this Lions team is really on a hot streak right now, and I'm not going to bet against them uh, until they revert and, and you know lose lose one to, to a team that they should beat pretty easily. But uh, we'll see if that ends up happening here. Yeah, uh, it, it's hard to see me picking Detroit, but I'm going to do it here against Carolina. A rare day indeed. All right, moving on to the Atlanta Falcons at the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, Caleb Huntley with an Achilles injury. Unfortunately, he is done for the year. So Tyler Algier, Cordero Patterson, both uh, worth a look. Although I will say it is a tough Ravens run defense, uh, certainly tougher than the Saints matchup from last week. Sorry about that. Yeah, you cut out a second. Oh, sorry. I just said uh, Baltimore is a tougher matchup um, than last week. So even though Algier is going to probably get a bigger workload, uh, I, I don't know that I'm expecting quite as big of a day as he had against the Saints. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I think uh, w with the third guy out of the picture, I think Cordero Patterson steps up a little bit. I think they're closer in rankings than people are giving them credit for. Algier ripped off a couple nice runs, but I, I, I view them pretty similarly right now. Yeah, both in that boomer bust flex range. It's going to depend on who gets the touchdown here. Um, Drake London, worth, worth a look in PPR formats as well. Yep. Certainly did a little bit better with Desmond Ritter under center. Yeah, 11, 11 targets. You'd love to see it. Yep. On the other side, uh, still concerning for Lamar Jackson that 
He did not practice on Tuesday with that PCL sprain. Uh, it's been a while since we've seen him on the practice field. Again, we, we briefly mentioned him when we're talking about quarterbacks, but I'll certainly love the matchup against Atlanta if he were to play. Um, mm-hmm. Huntley, just low floor. We know the high ceiling's still there with Huntley, but very low floor, so he's a very risky play. Probably would avoid it outside of deeper leagues. Very low floor on Mark Andrews, but the problem is that's the same thing with every uh, tight end. So I rolled him out there as a top three play. Yeah, Cleveland's actually uh, really tough against the tight end. So yeah. I won't hold that against Mark Andrews. And I still like him as a clear top three tight end okay, uh, this good. week. That's what I wanted to hear. Yeah, and certainly uh, you like J.K. Dobbins a lot in this matchup as well. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's worth Devin Duvernay. Not sure exactly what the injury was, but he is now out for the season after uh, hurting himself in practice on Tuesday. Um, nice. So, look, I, I don't love it. But if you're desperate, Demarcus Robinson uh, should still get a ton of targets, especially now even with Duvernay out. I think he's still in that high-end wide receiver four range with a lot of upside just because of the Falcons matchup. He's definitely upside play. Maybe this uh, Duvernay injury is just what Mark Andrews needed to, to reestablish his playoff dominance. Yeah, they, they dropped that game against uh, the Browns, and now they really need to uh, – you know, keep keep getting these wins if they want to stick with the Bengals record. And uh, yep. I do think they'll be able to do that here at home. Yeah, I think they're going to handle Atlanta by, you know, at least five, six points. All right, moving on to the Saturday mid-afternoon slate with the Washington Commanders at the San Francisco 49ers here. Um, certainly not starting Heineke, but uh, I, I do think McLaurin should be fine. And uh, I do think Samuel or Dotson could score a touchdown with tough coverage on McLaurin, but uh, good luck guessing who. Jahan Dotson is is really good at wide receiver. I I mean, I guess that sounds stupid to say this late in the season, but um, boy, did we, did we miss on him heading into, you know, as as dynasty dynasty analysts, right? He's really good. Uh, I, I like McLaurin quite a bit here. Um, they're going to have to keep trying to press this offense to make, uh, to make this into a game at San Francisco and San Francisco is going to do everything they can to, to stop them doing that. Yeah. And on the other side, I think Purdy's an okay streamer. He's in that similar mid range QB two territory. Uh, certainly love McCaffrey, um, and Kittle you're starting again, just because right. of the lack of other options, even though we don't think that he's going to quite have quite, uh, as massive an outing as he did on Thursday night against the Seahawks um, and a, a very quiet game for Brandon Ayuk on Thursday night, but uh, you are still starting him here against Washington. Game in the Niners. Yes. I think this one is a, one of the locks of the week uh, yep. moving on to the Philadelphia Eagles at the Dallas Cowboys. Jalen hurts with that sprain throwing shoulder did not practice on Tuesday. It sounds like he could be out for a couple of games here. So certainly uh, make uh, make your backup plans at quarterback for at least this week. And uh, Gardner Minshew, uh, probably not starting him outside of Superflex or two QB formats, but he did have to fill in last year and had a couple of decent starts. Uh, and then also good news is Dallas Goddard is back from that shoulder injury, and he actually had some very nice games with Minshew under center last year. Um, certainly they didn't have A.J. Brown at that point, uh, with the offseason trade, but uh, I do think Goddard, Goddard, excuse me, is a solid, solid top seven or eight option at tight end. If he's healthy and playing, I agree with you there. And if he's healthy and playing, I think that's a step back alongside with playing with Gardner Minshew for both of the wide receivers, um, much more so for Devonta Smith than for A.J. Brown, who I can't see uh, taking out of any lineups, though. Yeah, and on the other side here, um, the, the Dallas Cowboys Again, uh, we mentioned it earlier, right? I think we could see a lot of Zeke and Pollard. They know yep. that this Eagles secondary is tough. Um, I think Dak is still a fine start, though, and certainly Lamb and Schultz. It's interesting that Noah Brown's been getting a lot of playing time. Um, two touchdowns against the Jaguars, but also caused that uh, came ceiling pick six um, due to popping the ball up into the air for the defender. So he might be in the doghouse. We'll see if we get a little bit more Michael Gallup in this game, but certainly, you know, a desperation wide receiver for, especially for deeper leagues. Uh, Brown seems to have that chemistry with Prescott, especially in the red zone. 
I'm not too in on brown hair. I think that's more of a circumstantial sort of thing. Could have been Michael Gallup. Could have been who was ever in on that package. Just happened to go that way. So I, I'm I'm not jumping in on, on him too much. I think this becomes a decent game for uh, those running backs. Certainly you can get after Philadelphia on the ground. Yeah, and I had to wrestle with this one um, because sure. I think that the Eagles are just – built so solidly as an all-around team. I think I'm still going with the Eagles on the road. It's a good call. Give me Dallas. <laughs> all right. So you, cer- you certainly disagree here. Um, yeah, I, I just don't. I think that I understand, but I think the loss of Hurts makes a big difference. Playmaker, yeah. But at the same time, they're just so stout on the offensive and defensive lines that I'm not sure that it's still, you know, certainly the Cowboys are favored by four and a half points. And I, I don't think, I think this is still a field goal game at, at worst for the Eagles. It seems high, but it's at home. It's in Dallas. Uh, and, and we'll see. I, Here's I, a chance to take the lead, right? Yep. Yeah. I gotta, gotta take my shots when they're there. Yeah. I think this is the first one we've disagreed on so far this it week. Is. Um, and that leaves the Saturday night game, the Las Vegas Raiders at the Pittsburgh Steelers here. Um, yeah, I don't know that there's a whole lot to talk about. I I do think that Waller again, um, just because of the lack of reliable options at tight end, you gotta be starting him. Um, we saw that Hunter Renfro still has that chemistry, uh, with Mm -hmm. Derek Carr, right? Um, Hunter Renfro, uh, just had an amazing couple of seasons last year. Um, I don't know that you're starting him as more of a, boom or bust wide receiver four though. Yeah. I, I think we see Devonte Adams come back to life this week. I, 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 that's gotta be the game plan. Yep. I, I do think, you know, that was definitely uh, because of the game and how they were playing their coverages against them. And on the other side, good news. Kenny Pickett should be back from the concussion protocol here. Uh, certainly. Uh, I don't know if it helps the skill position players because Deontay Johnson had his best game of the year, fantasy wise, at least uh, with Mitch Trubisky. Um, I mean, it's still Johnson over Pickens, but it's hard to trust with Pickett back as crazy as it sounds, but the Raiders matchup is so juicy that I would still be starting Deontay Johnson. I'd start Pickens if it was, if it was, if it's Pickett playing, I, I do think there is a preference between them. And I think it's because there are inherently different quarterbacks, the way they play Pickett versus Trubisky. But uh, first thing we got to see if he's actually going to play. Yeah. I mean, he is expected to, I think he's already pretty much cleared concussion protocol. Okay. So that is the plan. Um, uh, worth mentioning too, that Pat Farmuth yeah. seems to be, playing through injury right now. So certainly uh, a little bit less reliable from a fantasy perspective, but again, we certainly did not expect zero targets, right? No. Just uh, pretty crazy. And even though he has been playing through injury, this Raiders matchup is so good. I'd be starting for me. still as a top 10 tight end. Me too. I lean the Steelers at home. This is one of those games, right? Uh, I, I'm going to go with the Steelers also. The, you, you never feel good picking the Raiders. Wouldn't shock me uh, if the no. Raiders stole no, one here on the road. But uh, again, this is close enough that I'm just going to go with the home team here. Uh, yeah. And then finally, we get to our usual time, the Sunday noon Central 1 p.m. Eastern <laughs> games. Uh, Green Bay at Miami here. A.J. Dillon, uh, he had a concussion scare, but apparently he's good to go for this week. So I that think he's the game was yesterday. Yeah, I, I guess they cleared him and they said it wasn't actually a concussion. He was so. just faking it. <laughs> yeah, whatever you want to call it. But uh yeah, I mean I think it's still Christian Watson. Uh if you're picking a, a Packers wide receiver, yeah. Yeah, definitely. But uh most talented, big biggest big 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 boy out there, big hands, good, good touchdown ability. Yeah, I mean, Rodgers really wanted to make it happen, uh, get him yeah. that touchdown uh, towards yeah. the end of that game there. But uh, I do think they'll need to throw more in general uh, instead yep. of you know leading the the hapless Rams and, and Baker Mayfield, who's turned back into a pumpkin past midnight. Um, yeah, I think they'll need to throw a lot more against Miami. On the Miami side, I don't know that there's a whole lot to talk about. You're starting Mostert, Tua, Hill, and Waddle, and 
that's that's about that. And not the tight end. And you move on. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with Miami at home. I will too. Moving on to Sunday mid-afternoon here, Denver Broncos at the Los Angeles Rams. It sounds like Russell Wilson is expected to be back, uh, whether it's because of, because of his magic concussion water or whatever it is. Uh, he has uh, he is expected to clear concussion protocol here and start. We'll see about Corlin Sutton. Maybe he should drink some of that Russell Wilson water with that hamstring injury. He's questionable, but is trending up. So, Again, not the best matchup, uh, and certainly we've seen that Jerry Judy's come on in recent weeks, but he's still in that flex range, especially in PPR, with a lot of upside um, in this matchup. He becomes uh, Russell Wilson's bailout option when, uh, at least prior, but now he's really been hyper-targeting Jerry Judy. Um, yeah, hard hard to want to play him as much more than a flex right now. Uh, hard to want to play any uh, Denver player, really, um, other than Judy right now. But uh, that's what we have in front of us. Let's ride. Yeah, and it's hard to want to play any Rams player. Um, really, it's just it's just Akers and Higby. I, I don't know that you can start any of the wide receivers, and certainly not Mayfield in one quarterback format. I guess it'd be squironic if you had to pick one, but um, I don't know. Yeah, I guess I'd avoid them both at well squironic, but uh, yeah. This is a tough one. Um, I'm kind of just defaulting to Broncos defense versus Baker Mayfield. Um, So I'm leaning Denver on the road. Yeah, Denver's defense is the best unit in this game. Give Give me Denver. Yep. All right, Sunday night football, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, new lease on life, it seems like, for the <laughs> offense. Uh, at least for one half, it was. Uh, yeah, but certainly they did gives, lose. Right, but certainly, uh, it, you know, it was because of the turnovers, though, right? The right. offense was actually moving the ball for once. Um, Brady, Godwin, Evans, Russell Gage? Mm. Arizona. I think that's your answer to that question yeah, I mean, is Arizona. And not even that, right? I mean, Gage has been dealing with that hamstring injury all of the year. I was so excited about Russell Gage yep. in the offseason, right? Um, yeah. Remember, because we weren't sure if Godwin like, was going to be back to 100% they yet, gotten which Julio clearly yet. was. Yeah, and Julio hasn't stayed healthy. And right. Look, I, I don't know that you have to start him, but I think he needs to be added if only to block a potentially wide receiver needy team out there. Cause again, you know, they, they started trailing in the second half, but 12 targets for gauge and two touchdowns. Right. Right. Um, if he can continue to build that chemistry with Brady and just stay healthy, right. The bigger question, uh, gauge could be a potential league winner here. Um, and then it is worth talking about, uh, still Cameron Brait, four targets in the last game. And, the Cardinals, the worst team in the league against the tight end. Right. Uh, Tom Brady is very, it's, is a very vindictive football player. He plays with a chip on, sh- on his shoulder, something to prove he's going to go out and try and hang 50 on Arizona because he thinks he can. Yeah. And he very well might uh, yeah. against this defense yeah. and uh, Colt, McC- Colt McCoy in the concussion protocol. We'll see if it's yeah. him or Trace McSorley this week, but certainly neither of them have looked great. Um, a little worried about James Conner. Uh, I do think that he'll be fine due to his involvement uh, as a receiver out of the backfield, but I uh, just don't see a whole lot going on with this offense in general uh, with all their quarterback issues since the Kyler Murray injury. Yeah, it's, it's just Conner and Hopkins. That's Those are really the only choices here. Yeah, I mean, Brown's in the mix, but he's a wide receiver yeah, for, you know, right. very boomer bust. Maybe he gets a touchdown or, or a long pass somehow, but... Uh, it's, yeah... Yeah, maybe Trey McBride too, right? Because it does seem like they're checking down to him a little bit more with Kyler not scrambling and, you know, still hitting guys downfield. I'm not hitching my wagon to Trace McSorley, man. I'm sorry. No, I'd I'd much rather start Cameron Brake if you're if you're that desperate. Yeah. Um give me Tampa. Yes, Buccaneers. Not a great time to be a Cardinals fan. Yeah, I mean it hasn't been for since Kerr Warner, really, right? Yeah, two seasons ago, they were looking pretty good. Yeah, I guess, before the collapse, but still. Yeah. Um, all right, last game on the slate here, Monday night football. We've got the Los Angeles Chargers at the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, certainly was a tough game for Justin Herbert. Uh, Tennessee really played a lot of man coverage, really took away the downfield option. We thought Mike Williams was going to have a bigger day uh, against the, 
the charge or excuse me, not the charge to the Titans last week. Um, but I, I do still like them against a Colts defense that just allowed Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson to dominate them in one half and come back 36 points. Yeah, this is uh, <laughs> the more things change, the more things stay the same. This is the Chargers team of the uh, of the late 2000s. It's it's really amazing. They find ways to just squander away games. They did win against the Titans, but with a game plan that I don't think anybody understands. Yeah, and it's worth monitoring. Um, Austin Eckler, I believe, has a shoulder injury. He was able to finish out the game against the Titans, but uh, Joshua Kelly certainly uh, will be interesting. Um, yeah. If anything were to aggravate that, if in, you know, in game against the Colts or something like that, so Kelly uh, should be rostered if you got Eckler, even if you don't have Eckler. On the other side, uh, unfortunately, Jonathan Taylor is confirmed done for the year with that ankle injury. Uh, Deion Jackson and Zach Moss both in the mix. Uh, Moss seems to be the preferred option, especially on the ground, and that's how you want to attack the Chargers. So I do think that Zach Moss uh, is a worthwhile flex option here. Yeah, just don't get too excited past the flex. I, I you you threw the right word in there at the end to to cut me to curtail me because um, I, I people were pretty excited about him, you know, right after right after the game um, last week or yesterday or two days ago. Um, but yeah, flex is flex is the right spot. Yeah, I mean, basically, you're hoping for what like seventy yards, hopefully a touchdown, something yeah. along those lines. Mm-hmm. Um. Man, it's tough because it wouldn't shock me at all if the Chargers squandered away this game, even, mm-hmm. you know, like you said, right? Um, even with the Colts giving up 36 points in one half last week, I could see the Chargers just doing something dumb too. But I, on paper, I still got to go with them, even on the road. I think losing their best player is is just too much for them to overcome. I know they lost their coach this year, and then when Jeff Saturday won his first game and everything, but so they've got that magic. But Jonathan Taylor's too much to overcome against this uh, Chargers offense. Yeah, uh, it's certainly the heart of that offense, especially how Matt Ryan's been playing. Yeah. Um, all right, that's gonna wrap it up for the fantasy semifinals week again. Uh, we are recording early on Tuesday night this week, so a lot of injury questions still up in the air and a lot that can still change between now and Thursday night and certainly between now and Saturday night, especially with a lot of weather conditions uh, moving across the country. But, you know, if you've made it this far, if your team is in the semifinals, best of luck. You can always find us on Twitter if you have more specific sit-start questions or any questions, really. Uh, I am at FFA underscore Mung. That's M-E-N-G. And I am at FFA underscore Los, L-O-S. You can find the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Anchor. Please remember, like and subscribe so you don't miss any of the upcoming episodes. Yeah, and no matter what happens uh, with your fantasy matchups uh, this weekend, hopefully you will have a uh, happy holidays, uh, Merry Christmas, And uh, enjoy your time with friends and family, even if your team is putting up a zero burger uh, in fantasy. (laughs) But uh, as always, it's a fantasy world, and we're all just addicts in it. Thanks, addicts.